This episode of the Little Dum Dum Club is brought to you by Yalla Chocolate Mousse. Tommy Daslow, any opinions about that said mousse? I think it's delicious. You know how I like to enjoy a tub of Yalla Mousse? I like to get it out of the fridge, get the spoon, open up my laptop and book tickets to a Little Dum Dum Club live concert wow. in a town near me while I'm eating. So I sort of like I put in a I put in L and then I take a bite and then I put in I and I take a bite and then <laughs> on and on until the whole URL is filled up and my belly is just full of chocolate mousse goodness. In my what? opinion, in my opinion, you are the perfect Little Dum Dum Club listener in a way. <laughs> Don't you think? Like if only everyone was exactly like you. Yeah, well, I listen to the show the most out of the two people that host it. So, <laughs> yeah, in many ways you're right. <laughs> Uh, so we've got this big live show coming up in Melbourne, Saturday, December the 5th. Big end of year Christmas show. We've actually got a lot of stuff planned. Not like this one you're about to hear where we just, we sort of took the mickey a little bit, didn't no. we? Charging money to this one. We just get about? up and we're just talking out of our asses for an nah. hour. This Melbourne gig, we're writing a play. Yeah. We're writing a Christmas themed play. It's going to be good. It's going to have all your favourites. We're going to have, and you know what? These episodes are just a big party as well, so come down. It's heaps of fun to be there live. I'd like to think, um, yeah, you're just paying to come to a really cool party and and, and laugh. So, yeah, get on that. It's yeah. awesome. All I want for Christmas is a sold-out venue at that gig. <laughs> <laughs> is that fair? Um, that's very fair. All right, so coming up here is the second live episode that we recorded in Sydney. Uh, it is awesome. You've got some awesome special guests that you're about to hear. It was very exciting. It's a great episode. Yeah, enjoy it. See you out there, mates. <laughs> Hey mates, welcome once again into the Little Dum Dum Club live from Sydney at the Roxbury Hotel. My name is Tommy Dasselo. Standing next to me, the other half of the program, Carl Chandler. A good day, dickheads. Boy, it is a real barn burner in here. Um, we've got too many people in this room, officially. Uh, what makes you say that? <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's paint the scene for people at home. So we've, uh, we've oversold this. Uh, there's there's Be- too many people in here. There weren't enough seats for people in the crowd. So what we've done is we've put some seats up on the stage. So we now have five freaks, let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> sitting hey, behind hey, like sitting... hey, seven. <laughs> what? Oh. oh. <laughs> nah. Is this I quit. I quit this podcast. I love comedy. <laughs> Fucking hell. Is that was that an act out or was that for real? <laughs> it was an act out. <laughs> I'm good, I'm a good I'm good at acting and talking. <clears throat> so we've yeah there's there's too many people here. This is it's official. We've we've, we've decided to sell too many tickets cuz uh, Daslo's mum was a bit short this week. Mm-hmm. So uh... Yep, yep. Got Tom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is vengeance for the last episode, isn't it? You got dragged through the hot coals and you decided... Speaking of hot coals, if there's a fire in here, everyone's dead. That's official. So there is an upside to coming to this podcast. Yeah. So. But one of our guests was telling me before out the front that uh, people actually... people More people die of heat stroke than actual flames. So there you go, guys. That's, uh, you can rest easy knowing that when a fire does inevitably break out in here. 
Hey, Dil Rock's chafing when he walks onto the stage. Starts now, a small fire. For, uh, uh, for people that weren't at the last episode... Oh, who was at the... Uh, because for people at home, uh, uh, we are recording two episodes back to back. Uh, so we, in the break, we did one at five o'clock. We're doing this one at seven o'clock, loosely. Uh, <laughs> in the break, we just ran down the main road hoping someone would hit us and we'd have a story. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but who was at the five o'clock show? Oh, yeah. Who are, who are newies? You fucking tight asses. <laughs> you missed some pretty good stuff. We had the actor Brendan Cowell on and he destroyed us. Yeah. <laughs> he made to be us honest, feel like that, a couple was, of idiots. It was that, that was the episode we were worried about. We yeah. were like, this might be a bit shit, this one, but 7 o'clock will be good. Yeah, because I didn't know. I don't, you know, we've never met him. I didn't really know what to expect from him. I emailed him yesterday through a friend saying, hey, gave him the big pitch of what the podcast is and saying, hey, man, love you to come down. Dad, I wrote like, this big paragraph. He writes back to me literally an email that just says, cool. But, and it, but that, that email was at 3.30 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm everything's like, fucking cool at 3.30 a.m. Yeah. So I'm like, what is this? So my friend who put me in touch with him messaged him today and she messaged me and goes, hey, I told Brendan that you saw him at this gig on Friday and that you really loved it and thought he was fantastic. I then get a text from Brendan saying, hey, I'm in. Now, I didn't see him at the gig. She's fucking lying. So now I'm caught in this lie with this person I've never met before. Uh, he- by, by the way, caught in this lie. So you, you know all that information. He comes up to us and goes... And we go, thanks for coming. And he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, you saw me at the show and great. And you go, no, I didn't. <laughs> I can't, I just can't, I can't, I don't want to have to, ke- like, keep it up. Do you know what I mean? Why not? It's fucking wh- easy. What if he asks specific questions about stuff at the gig? How could the result be any worse than you going, no, I fucking didn't see you? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I think you got to admit it worked out pretty well. <laughs> I oh, just man. put my friend in the shit. He no. was, um, yeah, no, he was happy. He was good. Yeah. Um, so he's now the new chief executive officer of the Little Dum Dum Club. <laughs> he worked out the brand quicker than anyone else who's ever been in here. I believe his first words were, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> um, so I think we should do a little bit of mailbag. Um, so I did uh, for people that listened to the episode we did live in Adelaide. Uh, I talked about a, a year twelve, a female year twelve student texted me for advice on how to pass year twelve. Oh boy! <laughs> Don't ever say that out loud again. <laughs> I'm editing that out of the podcast because if that if that goes public, you're getting in a lot of trouble. <laughs> so hey, she passed, hundred percent strike rate right here. So <laughs> again, that's worse. That's made it worse. Hey, I don't, I don't want to brag, but I did help someone get through the absolute basic requirement mm-hmm. of school. More so, like 100% stroke rate, know what I'm saying? <laughs> Carl, do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Carl, break it down for me. <laughs> What's it like from this angle, by the way, guys? Yeah. So, <laughs> no good. <laughs> is this, is this, because you're not completely illuminated, but it's not great. You what? You don't see faces from here, so it's good. Go fuck yourself. (laughs) You look, I don't want to push it too far, but fuck, I'm going to go. You look like. (laughs) You look like 
if Dilrock had achieved his goal. <laughs> That's a good thing. <laughs> anyway, current uh, next, prospective Year 12 students, take note. This is all good advice for how yes. to... So, uh, if people heard that episode, uh, the live uh, episode uh, uh, we did from Adelaide. So, I got a follow-up. Uh, if people were on Facebook, they saw that the girl actually sent me a picture of her with the, the, the graduation sort of certificate and whatever, going, hey, thanks for your help. You immediately posted online, which is, <laughs> I don't know, it's a super cool yeah. thing to do. Why? Hey, everyone, check out this 18-year-old who's been messaging me. <laughs> I'm pretty much... Confident the whole internet is filled with pictures <laughs> like that, to be honest. So, <laughs> is this you? I know I've done research. So. Is this you auditioning to get a job as a PE teacher? <laughs> Would that be great to be one? Of, you know, I think that'd be the deal with every school. Where you know how you always had a teacher that had the affair with the student. Good reason to get into teaching. <laughs> so, did your teacher fuck you, Carl? <laughs> He did, so... <laughs> oh, imagine. Oh, imagine that. Um, so, <laughs> so anyway, I, you know, I talked about that in, on the Adelaide episode because, you know, I thought that was a bit remarkable that the, the female Year 12 student had asked me for advice and texted me and whatever. Uh, just imagine someone texting me. So, uh, <laughs> anyway, I got another text message this week from a different number saying, I'm a fe- female Year 12 student too... <laughs> Who has never felt the need to text you before, but I just thought I'd boost your confidence a bit by letting you know there's another one out here. P.S. Have a shit one. (laughs) All right. I don't know know what they're teaching you kids in school these days, but I'm not in favour. How did she go in a... Did you get results from her? (laughs) No, no, I I should follow that up. Yeah, you should uh, follow that up, bro. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, but also, a guy messaged us uh, on our Facebook page to say that he was on schoolies listening to our podcast. What a fucking nerd. <laughs> yeah, shouldn't you be fucking stabbing someone? Yeah. Like... He was like, yo, Tommy, any advice for me on schoolies? Like, yeah, turn off the fucking podcast, bro. Go talk to some women. Or men. What a progressive podcast. <laughs> That's why our album artwork on iTunes is just a rainbow flag. We don't care. Anyone yeah. can listen. You know what? I'm going to go as far to say I'm massively in favour of gay marriage, <laughs> just not the straight one. <laughs> Another, you know, look, I know I'm encouraging this by reading out text messages I get. I would, I would really rather not get so many text messages. But here's another one. <laughs> someone texted me what the other night. What year is this person in? Uh, someone sent me a message saying, you're a fucking legend, bro. Anyway, what else is going on? Uh, no. <laughs> no. Someone messaged me and said, you're a, you're a fucking legend, bro. I said, whoa, that was out of nowhere. What did I do? And this is the response. Just being a sick cunt, bro. <laughs> I'm at an over-28s club. <laughs> Fitting right in. <laughs> and they want dumb clunt club. <laughs> they want dumb clunt club. <laughs> hey, keep it down over there. <laughs> We're trying to do a podcast here. Yeah. 
What do we do? We charge you extra to sit over there, or <laughs> should we charge you more or less to sit there? Someone just texted me mid. Ah, oh, fuck you. All right. <laughs> What's it say? Nah. <laughs> Ooh. Nah. Not encouraging you anymore. <laughs> a guy in the front row wearing a T-shirt that for everyone else says, Got Tim. Oh! Stand up and show him. Sit down, fuckhead. <laughs> <laughs> I think you've got to give that shirt over, bro. <laughs> I got Tim. <laughs> what are we doing up here? What oh, is this? <laughs> this is, again, the moment where I realise we have guests that we respect who are watching this and going... Call an Uber, someone. <laughs> uh, what do you reckon? You got any more? You got any more mailbag there? Uh, or? I think that is enough mailbag that I want to encourage. By the way, for people at home, as Carl's reciting these text messages that he's gotten, he's reading the text message off a piece of paper <laughs> that he's transcribed the text message onto with a pen. It's so quaint. <laughs> <laughs> now you don't know how we did podcasts in the seventies. <laughs> <laughs> All right, should we get our first guest up here? Uh, fuck, is it who I think he is? Because if so, no. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies no. and gentlemen, you would have seen him earlier tonight if you were at one of these other shows. You know him from all sorts of stuff. Who gives a fuck? Get him up here. It's Dilruk Jai Singer! Oh, I am drenched with sweat. <laughs> I am drenched with cum. <laughs> oh, that's right. You were drinking during the five o'clock show. Fuck. Hello, boys. This has been a while. <laughs> this is... Yeah, that's what you've been doing in the last hour. I deliberately didn't hang around you because I didn't want to burn any of that sweet juice that we got going. <laughs> I thought it was my body order. No. Uh, um... <laughs> so, what do we do now? <laughs> By the way, what's the view like from back there, guys? Pretty sweet, right? Yeah. Am what I... you, because, in, what... you, you know what, we, we did an unrecorded thing in Adelaide where Tommy Dasso told me that um, some people were talking about my sweet ass. <laughs> what's it look like, guys? I think no, I the oh, the guy, that guy says that's wearing a fucking shithouse t-shirt <laughs> says it's no good. Uh, I just realised something where you called that guy you said you look like what Dilruk would have been if he lost weight. Yeah, he's a brown guy. <laughs> yeah, that's the joke. <laughs> I didn't see it from that. Not because he's brown, but... Uh, <laughs> anyway, welcome to our rally, guys. Really glad that you all showed up. We usually wear much whiter clothes. Um, <laughs> um, we actually... Yeah, should, should we, we, sorry, I was going to say, we actually didn't get a chance to talk about this in the last show. I wanted to bring it up because the last show before that I did was Perth where I went to Sri Lanka for, uh, for my brother's wedding that was later in India and the whole issue with the suit and stuff. And the suit was really good. It finally fit really well and the tailor was an absolute fucking oh, so, so just, just a quick little recap was uh, that they refused to fit you. Because they, they refused to do the suit because yeah. between getting my measurements and the fit on, I'd put on more weight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the tailor said, I'm not going to do it because I can't predict what shape you'll be in. Yeah. <laughs> right? A fool's errand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I went to Sri Lanka, there was like the day after the, uh, the, uh, the Perth podcast, so it was like, oh, you know, much 
trimmer, not thin, but trimmer. <laughs> and he got angry because... Yeah, yeah, someone, someone scooped a bucket out of the ocean. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when you say bucket, I just think AFC. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I, I'm still yeah, in a good that's, mood. <laughs> that's me. That's me. Carl fucking Chandler. <laughs> <laughs> I, Have um, some of my nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> what, a, what a zinger. I, um, <laughs> Seriously, though, kill yourself. That's... <laughs> Is there a Tim in the house? <laughs> but yeah, so Taylor had a bit of a struggle trying to... He actually got annoyed because now he had to take it all in. I'm like, fucking cop it. Like, give me some credit, right? But they go, go to India for the wedding, and uh, people in the subcontinent apparently, you know, very vocal and not afraid to say what they think. One person came up to me and said, Ah, in a suit, you're not that fat. <laughs> Another person came up and said, You know what? You, this is like later that night. He goes, you know what? You are fat, but you've got a handsome face. Why is that this was... exclusive to the subcontinent? That's stuff that we say to you every week. You've never called me handsome. <laughs> I've called you handsy, sure. <laughs> <laughs> should, we do, um, should we do that? Let's do a sponsorship update. Yeah, should we do should a we sponsorship do that? update? So, who been honking that yellow moose? Yeah. Yeah. So for people that don't know, we uh, we currently are in we're in bed with the Yellow Chocolate Moose Company. We're we're uh, we're in bed with Big Moose. <laughs> so Yellow Yellow Chocolate Moose, excellent product. Something we are heartily happy to advertise because they give us money. Someone this this guy in the Got Him shirt turned up with a with a with a cup of it. Was eating it during our last show, by the way. Oh, really? Just sitting there stuffing his little face while he's watching a podcast. To be uh, honest, looking at him, not a great advertisement, <laughs> but uh... <laughs> Nando's moose has gone through the roof now. <laughs> no, no, no. And uh, it, it, we saw this. They've got a little one of those little big stickers on it that they've won. One of those little big stickers. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> one of those little big stickers. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> They've finally cracked it. <laughs> Two podcasts in a row. This is what it took. But they've got one of those uh, those things when like a, a brand wins some big prestigious whatever it is competition. Yep. They've won some best moose. I like to think that we were a part of that. Yeah. You know what I mean, the judges, big dum dum fans. They're like. So this is what happened. We so we're sponsored by them. Uh, we are talking about them. We love them. They gave us some money, and then uh, they also said. Oh, we'll give you some moose as well. I'm like, fucking awesome. <laughs> because I literally buy it all the time and they're like, yeah, yeah, we'll give you a big box full of chocolate moose. I'm like, this is so fucking exciting. Like, and, and also, because it's not cheap. Like, yeah. It's a bit of a boutique brand. I mean, brand. it's very good value though. Yeah, oh, it's fantastic value. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great ad, Tommy. <laughs> Hey, the facts are the facts. Numbers are what they are. But so... So they... We they, get told we're going to get this box. Yeah, we, so they, they, we, they're going to give us this big mock box full of chocolate mousse. Awesome. Just come and pick it up. 
like, oh, okay, right, we've got to go and pick it up. So it's like in a suburb. The, the distribution company is like miles away from where we live. So I'm hitting up Tommy going, hey, we, let's go on a road trip. We've got to pick up this moose. And Tommy keeps going, you know, oh, I'm busy, I'm busy. Uh, so like we had to keep postponing it. And I'm like, oh, you're flat out, are you? Playing Mario Kart. Oh, cool. yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I'll be honest. It was a combination of it was right around the time I was moving house. And also I just really didn't want to go. <laughs> I did not want to drive out to fucking Cheltenham just to get a box of moose. Yeah, you had heaps of stuff going on better. Yeah, uh, so anyway, so it took like a week and a half for us to get our schedules together. So we go, okay, we go on a big road trip. We take off. Uh, it's way out of where we live. So we go all the way out there. And we go into an industrial estate to this distri- distribution it's, company. It's like a 45-minute plus drive out of yeah, the city. Yeah. It's so far away. And and <laughs> What? That's a long drive. You, you have fans who have driven three and a half hours from Goldburn to come yeah. and talk about how we, how bad 45 minutes yeah. is. Ooh, yeah. my mummy and daddy couldn't drive me for 45 what are you minutes talking about? while I sit back in the car and play Mario Kart on my Game Boy. Or... They drove three and a half hours to get a fantastic podcast, <laughs> not to get a fucking tub of dessert that they can just get at the shops. You clod. <laughs> Yeah, oh yeah, because it's easy to get a tub of dessert at the shops when you've got money from your mum and dad. Oh, Christ. (laughs) Christ. I'm trying to set the scene. I'm trying to set up the fucking story. (laughs) So, we drive all the way. We go on a road trip. I think mid-road trip we realise that we are driving an hour for some free dessert. So, we... we... Oh, get over it. Oh, she's angry. <laughs> Uh-oh, I think it's someone's time. No. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, no. Save it for your next guest. <laughs> the question like... Jesus. Um, this is such a good podcast. <laughs> wow. Uh, so we drive all the way out there. We get into this distribution company and we walk in and then go, oh, what are we doing? And this woman at the front desk just goes, oh, Carl Chandler from the podcast. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, wow, well, I got recognised. And then I remembered, no, I'm wearing my T-shirt that says Chandler. <laughs> <laughs> like a fucking moron. <laughs> so she's like, oh, yeah, we keep getting all these calls about where we can get the, the yellow moose. Like, it's going crazy. Like, what's going on? Like, what? And we're like, oh, yeah, we're pretty big deal. So, <laughs> I've never felt more important in a building in my whole life. Yeah. It was like we really... Yeah. They were so excited to yeah. see. They were treating us like royalty. It was yeah. so good. You guys are the moose guys. Cool. Uh, <laughs> so they're like, oh, it's so good because, you know, the, the hummus and everything is so cool. It's so great, isn't it? The, the, the hummus that uh, uh, Yellow make. And we're like, yeah, I don't really know. Uh, <laughs> no, like, they were oh, like, they, they bring out this box and they're like, here's the moose for you. No, no, it's no. It's been but, sitting out there for ages. Yeah, but and then she's like hyping all their other products. Yeah, yeah. She, yeah. she brings out the, the big box and she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, get into the hummus. I'm like... Uh, she brings up three times. I'm like, just look, I'm just going to be clear. We're not contracted to talk about hummus. Yeah. We're here to talk about chocolate mousse, all right? So I don't care for whatever the fuck your little dips are. Yeah. This isn't Greeks on the roof. It's yeah. the little dum-dum club. Yeah. <laughs> so just give us the mousse. <laughs> Just, just give us the moose lady and we can go back into civilization. all right? So this hell-forsaken industrial estate that you fucking live in, all right? 
So anyway, they give us a big moose and we're like, yeah, great. We get back into the car and then we're like, all right, we've got a big box of moose. What now? So yeah. so as we get closer to Carl's house, I go, hey, what about this? Because we, we talk frequently on the show about how Carl gets abused constantly around his house by people that listen to this show. For whatever yeah. reason, a lot of people live near Riversdale Road in Hawthorne in Melbourne. Yeah. So... <laughs> so we're like, we've got this big box of moose. Like, all right, let's, let's do something. This will be funny. You know, we're, uh, let's use some so- so- social media. We'll... You know what? We'll... Set ourselves down in a point in Riversdale Road, somewhere that, that a lot of uh, you know abusers will be <laughs> familiar with, and then we'll put out a tweet. We'll put it on Facebook. Hey, if you rock up here at like three forty-five on Riversdale Road on this corner, you will get some free yellow. You're gonna get moose. some free chocolate mousse. Yeah, what I mean, moose. what a fucking stunt, right? Yeah, it's got everything. Yeah. So and then we're I pick- and we're so excited. How good's this gonna be? Oh, and I actually pick a, a spot. I pick the exact spot. Where I actually meet Greg Fleet to give him money. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little bit he... of a bonus, bonus prize for the listener. Yeah. 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 In, in case Fleet rocks up and <laughs> asks for 20 bucks, I'm like, well, he's 20 bucks worth of moose. <laughs> <laughs> Try and put that in your arm. So, so we anyway, put it out. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> so... so we hit send, we fire the tweet off into the ether. We're yeah. sitting there, we're raring to go. And then I have a little nagging feeling where I'm like, I might open this box. So I open the box full of moose and go, wow, this moose has gone off. <laughs> it looks fucking so bad. I'm like, I don't know if we can give this moose away. This is like really bad looking moose. And then I pick I it up in. and go, it's hummus. <laughs> They gave us a fucking box box. of hummus. Full of hummus. And so we're just sitting there going, the fuck, you're like, what the fuck are we gonna do with this hummus? And you're like, I don't even like hummus. I'm like, I love hummus. And you're like, will you take it then? I'm like, I don't have a fridge right now. Like, I just moved house. I don't even know what hummus is. (laughs) So then we're just in the street, literally, strangers start walking past. And this, this son of a gun over here, Starts going, hey, do you just want some hummus? Like, we've got... We've got too much. Yeah, and then we're just the two weird guys trying to give away <laughs> fucking hummus on the street. What? And everyone is just like, absolutely not. <laughs> and then what we were saying, what if we just, like, leave the box on a tram with a note saying, hey, this is for a podcast. <laughs> if you take this moose, give us a call and let us know. Or hummus, give us a call and let us know what it was like. A and fucking ordeal. I mean, we are so devastated. And then we actually just get home. Like, we're like, we literally were sitting there for like 10 minutes just going, fuck. <laughs> this is like heartbreaking. Like, what and then, now? And then we get, like, you drop me off home and we're like, We go right. back to the home that we live in together. Yeah. No. <laughs> we go back to the podcast cave and, and you drop me off. I'm like, oh, I don't know what we're going to do. All right, I'll take the... And I was so sad. I got home and then sat on my couch for like 30 seconds and went... I'm going up to the supermarket and get some moose. <laughs> <laughs> and I went and bought, mo- bought yellow moose Great. after that. But then, so you contact them and go, oh, hey, we, you, you gave us hummus instead of moose. You sort of, you know, you got the wrong thing. It's no big deal, but, yeah, so let us know when we can come and maybe fix that up. Yeah. And they write back and go, oh, no worries, we'll just post you some moose now. <laughs> that was always an option to get yeah. it in the fucking mail. <laughs> Why did they make us drive out there? Fantastic Seriously, stuff. though, go and buy some. Yeah. So, 
But anyway, I've now had a bunch of the hummus, and it's it's fantastic hummus. Like I know we're I know we're deviating from the script, but I liked it a lot. So yellow should put two and two together and have hummus. Oh, <laughs> see that's that is that's surprising. Dill suggesting eating two foods. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it was... Oh, got a few laughs from the back there. That's good. <laughs> All right, should we get our next guest out here? Please, please. Dubuk Jai Singer, everyone. Uh, our next guest, we are very, very excited to have him here. Uh, you may have heard him on Triple J. Uh, you may have read one of his many books. His new book is called Short Back in Science. Please, for the first time, welcome into Little Dum Dum Club, Dr. Carl. <laughs> Oh, sorry, sorry. Dr. Carl, meet Mr. Carl. Ahoy. <laughs> I've even met and Dr. Carl from uh, Neighbours. No, hey, yeah, there's, there's mean, a bunch no, of us. Didn't you see episode 4,550? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know my work. <laughs> no, that, that was my work on Neighbours. Oh, okay, I mean, yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, come on, now, the guy's um, a medical doctor and he has his own radio show and he's called Carl. Yeah. I don't think so. I mean, 24 hours in a day, 24 cans in a slab, it's not a coincidence, man. <laughs> so I, have a, I, I have a podcast. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying it right now. Yeah. So you're suggesting people drink a, sl- a can of beer every hour of the day? Is that what you would recommend? Um, some people do. I used to live in a caravan and drink lots of beer and I saw UFOs. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Whoa, whoa. There is a correlation there's a, Hang on, in hang on. There's a lot in that sentence. Yeah. <laughs> well, Let's start with the caravan. <laughs> so this is up at Dorigo, and there's a correlation, if you look at the figures in America, between uh, the peak hours of UFO viewing and the peak hours of beer drinking. <laughs> Not a coincidence, man. It's all around us. <laughs> the, the truth is out there if you're fucked up enough. <laughs> Well, so the conspiracy theories, they go way back to Roman times and earlier. Like what? Uh, Nero setting fire to Rome. Whole conspiracy theory there. Did Caligula actually make a horse a senator? Don't know. Okay. (laughs) Wow, he knows it all. (laughs) The first question you get asked, you don't know. Get the fuck off our podcast. Saying don't know is the only path to enlightenment. Oh, really? <laughs> really? Very nice. So, Dr. Carl, you frequently, you're on Twitter and you will have sessions where you take questions from people. You'll answer people's science questions online. Sometimes I'll go for three hours and do 200 questions, one yeah. minute. Oh, now, wow. I've, in the past, I've, I've had a bit of a hobby where I would send you questions that weren't related to science at all. <laughs> and try and get, and I've talked about this on the podcast before. One time I tweeted at you and I said, is the Blues Brothers a good movie? <laughs> Of and course it is. Yeah, that's what you said. You, you wrote back, but then because that goes out to your followers as well, people get extremely angry at the person who asked the shit question. Because their question about space hasn't gotten through. So I got like a day of hate of people going, ah, oh, Dr. Carl's replying to this idiot and he won't answer my question about the ocean floor. This is bullshit. There are no stupid questions. <laughs> You have never listened to this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) That is true, but they're not related. (laughs) 
going to go scientific, they're orthogonal or at right angles, like um, religion and science, they don't in- intersect. Oh, Ooh, big word. Fucking bubble shit. <laughs> well, here's, here's a quick question. How does that happen? <laughs> what is the that to which you refer? Pointing at it's, that. It's a physics question. <laughs> and biology. <laughs> give, me, give me a better noun than that. <laughs> I wish I could. <laughs> <laughs> well, how about this? Here's a, here's a serious question. Um, no one buys that. Here's, here, what, what's your thought on, on very simple, like on, on weight loss? Uh, that's easy. There's a book by Michael Pollan called In Defense of Food. <laughs> and he sums it, I can sum it up for you in seven words. Eat food, comma, mostly plants, not too much. So by food, he defines stuff that is fairly close to its origins, not something that's been modified and processed to have lots of salts and fats. So you can what? process tomatoes yourself and you know, add garlic and olive oil. That's quite different from the hyper-palatable food that uh, the food producers make. The thing about their hyper-palatable food is that it leaves you hungry, which what? is exactly their goal. What does this Michael character think of yellow moose? <laughs> <laughs> it's up there with hyper-palatable food. <laughs> <laughs> so eat food, mostly plants. Um, you can get by with a bit of meat. You don't need too much. Uh, but uh, it's hard to be a vegetarian because you can end up a bit iron deficient in B12, but you can get there. Um, you need plants for all their uh, wonderful chemicals and then not too much. There's a 20-minute delay between when your tummy knows it's full and when it bothers to tell your brain. Ah, sometimes it's 40 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and, and this is an excellent... And, and so this is part of our evolutionary history, that if there's some food there, eat it, and even if you fall, keep on eating, because it might not be there tomorrow. Right. It's only for the... So we're, 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 I know. I feel you, brother. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I do have a genuine question. Uh, so have you heard of the concept of uh, a cheat day? When... With regard to which with one of the many dieting. human desires? Oh, no, 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 with regards to eating. Like, say, yeah, if oh, you're... that one, that one, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> what is the scientific explanation for a cheating on your partner day? <laughs> well, the basic rule is never have uh, sex with anybody who has more problems than you do. <laughs> oh. Uh, oh. oh, I learned the hard way. Oh, that's what I've been doing wrong. <laughs> I, I had this girlfriend uh, when I was in uh, doing medicine... Oh, here we go. We don't hear and, about um, this on Triple J. <laughs> she was dropping speed all the time and not telling me about it, and I didn't know. She wanted to have sex all the time until it was broken and it wouldn't work anymore. What do you... Whoa, whoa, wait, wait. <laughs> when you, way, say, I, when I, you say it, can you clarify? I have, I have so many more questions for Dr. Carl now. <laughs> we're, we're, we're talking genitalia here. Genitalia. Yep. Hers or yours? Mine. Worn, worn out, broken. Broken? <laughs> right. Just, just, just gone, man. Just gone. Just gone. And so <laughs> I managed to get some sleep after a night of absolute and glorious filth. And then... <laughs> n- knowing my duty, knowing my duty, which was to study, so I went and out, walked out the door of my squat, which I'd got by booting out some junkies. 
and um, started... Was this, was this happening when people were spotting UFOs, by the way, out of your car? <laughs> no, no. Uh, this is about a kilometre from here when I was squatting in Glebe. And oh, so, right. Yeah. And so um, I started heading for Physiology 101 and then she came launch, flying out the door at high speed and partially clothed. Like a UFO. And then just ran straight onto me, grabbed me around the waist and then slid down my body and I'm trying to walk up the road and dragging her behind on one leg while she's describing the beautiful filth that would go forth if I were to come inside again. <laughs> and um, at that moment, the heavens opened and God said, mate, never have sex with anybody who has more problems than you do. The sex is great, but you're paying for it. Right now, you <laughs> idiot. Wow. And, and, you know, some people never learn that lesson in their whole life. Yeah. Um, I, I think we're all stunned, I, I, just yeah. to be honest. Just. I think there's been a bit of a mix-up. I thought we booked Dr. Carl, not Dr. Feelgood. Ah. <laughs> on, on relationships, I have a question. How long is too long to wait before proposing to your long-term girlfriend? <laughs> ah. That's already been solved. It's called the secretary problem. Oh, well, please continue. <laughs> and mathematically, um, it's one, roughly one third of the window uh, of your maximum fertility. <laughs> so it's different for women and for men. Right. So your maximum fertility, well, like all males, you probably reached your maximum fertility when you had sex all by yourself with nobody else around to help you. So right. Well, Dil- hang on, Dylan Dasso, you can relate to that. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So beginning at about 13 up to about how old do you want to be with regard to having your first child and being able to pick up the kid and throw him around or her around and have a good time. Is it like 40, 50, 60? Pick a number. D- divide those numbers of years by one third. Mm. Go, and in at the one third period, the next S- best person S- that comes along, go for them. Right, okay. It's called the secretary. So Carl's 40, then... (laughs) I'm not 40. (laughs) (laughs) Quickly, going back to cheat day, though. Yep, cheat day. (laughs) Should we we get a guest? Should we get a guest on quickly before we get this? Please, come on. We're missing our best friend. Come on, where is he? Let's go. All right, folks, uh, we're going to bring our third guest on now. Uh, Please welcome back into the Little Dum Dum Club, Adam Richard. Yay, Adam. Hi, hey wow. Dill. You must have been Dr. up, Dr. Carl, Dr. Dumkun. <laughs> <laughs> you must have been up the back watching that last bit, just chomping at the bit to get involved, right? Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to talk about my broken dick. I am. Um, <laughs> can I just say before when you were talking about this is a bit where I did want to mention something when you were talking about Brendan Cow. Mm. And how you can't lie. Mm. I thought that was the height of irony, given that you look like Pinocchio melting in front of the fire. <laughs> Give me that T-shirt. I got him. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, that is a horrible thing to say about, about Pinocchio. Pinocchio. <laughs> yeah, the Carl Chandler School of Comedy. <laughs> hey, number one Pinocchio. lesson: be funny. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Jiminy Crick Hunt. <laughs> so, let's get back okay, to your let's question. Okay, let's get back to cheat days. Cheat, cheat, cheat days, day. right. Okay, so, yeah. I was on a diet which basically said... <laughs> Say it again, it's the funniest I thing ever. <laughs> I, I was on a health kick. <laughs> oh. Oh, Yay, oh, more thank minions. You. We just got an advent calendar. So, so ah. Dr. Carl, it was basically said that you know you diet for six days, but on the seventh day, like you you can basically 
binge. You can have whatever you want just to reset the metabolism because the, what I was told was that when you go on any diet, after a while, the body just starts adjusting to this new less amount of food and just starts plateauing. So when you have a cheat day, it spikes the metabolism and then you get, you know, continue on the diet and continue to lose weight. Right. Is there any truth to that? Zero. <laughs> However, <laughs> you have no idea how sad that makes me. <laughs> okay, let me quote you with two world records. The world record for going without eating food of any sort whatsoever is um, one year and 17 days. That was in my book, House of Carls. Wow. And the that, world. That, that person. His full name is the anti Dilruk Jai singer. So. <laughs> and the uh, world record for absolute constipation is nine months. Oh, so oh. not taking a shit for nine months? Yes, still. Is that... <laughs> hey, English is my second language. <laughs> that would be like a concrete turd. <laughs> well, <laughs> could my... build a house with it. <laughs> is it going... my, my, my boss was given the job uh, when I was doing gastroenterology of. Um, the technical term is disimpacting. Oh. And let me just mention the word long-handled teaspoon and stop right there. Right. <laughs> no, no, keep going. <laughs> so you had to go in and get the shit my out. Oh Adam my God. does that on the weekend. On the other hand... That sounds like going into a nightclub to remove Lawrence Mooney. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's also a cheat day. <laughs> The worst thing is that Dill had six cheat days a week. <laughs> now, the trouble is that when you go without food, um, oh. you're surviving, but your brain is not at its full efficiency. Right. And so I used to go on fasts, and I still do, but the family tells me I'm behaving like an idiot. And I, of course, don't believe them because I'm arrogant. I'm sorry. And so <laughs> they said, look, you're, you're not behaving rationally. My last fast was for six days or seven days last year. And I went on air on day six. And then I seemed okay... And then at the end of the day, I was cutting in for my regular Great Moments in Science pre-record. And as I had done for decades, I tried to start off normally with the mouth exercises. Red leather, yellow leather, red leather, yellow leather, red lorry, yellow lorry, she shall sell seashells on the seashore, unique New York. What? Could not do it. Yeah. For the first time in my whole life, my brain could not control my vocal apparatus so that I could speak properly. And then I believed my family. Right. The family's I right, I was wrong. <laughs> right. Hey, by the way, Dr. Gale, you're preaching to the choir over here. <laughs> <laughs> so this guy went for one year and 17 days without eating anything at all. And did he cock it? Some people have. It was in the Guinness Book of Records, and when people tried to follow him, they did. At one stage, his potassium level went dangerously low, and he could have gone into abnormal rhythms of the heart, and they, gave him, they injected him with some potassium, and he came good. But people have died firstly from abnormal rhythms of the heart and the bowel swallowing itself and going into a knot and blocking oh, up the blood vessels. Oh, Baruto. It um, is messy. But you misunderstood. I'm not saying fast where you don't eat, where you don't eat anything for six days. You, I just ate like a normal human for six days. Uh, <laughs> what, what you've got to do is so find something... So three meals a day and yeah. then 22 and on then Friday. And then 22 on, on so Saturday. You've got to find something that's sustainable for the rest of your life because otherwise you'll die sooner and, you, every, and all of your friends will be sad. Not these cans. <laughs> no, they'll be sad. They'll be pallbearers, the poor arsehole. <laughs> 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 
here's, a, here's, a, here's my favourite thing that I learned about you, Dr. Carr, when I did a bit of research. And I think this will... Hang on, you did research? <laughs> no, he did For this reading. show. Now, scientists do research, he did reading. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Carl clicked a link. Hey. Looking at the first paragraph on Wikipedia is research. <laughs> right. Does it mention that I was kidnapped by gypsies and brought up in a zoo? Yes. Good. Somebody, by the way, uh, this is my invitation. Please change my Wikipedia entry to anything you like. Oh, you do not know what you're starting but, but, to do. But, do you, hey, but, do you want to Speaking give your phone number? Go, go for it. But, but just don't take away my planet. I have my own planet, 18412. Is that named after you? It's, it's called 18412 Krushelnitsky. Oh, Ooh. OK. It's, to give it its full name. When I say planet, it's a minor planet. But I still call it a planet, even though it's fairly minor. What, I, what's it like? About the size of this room. <laughs> <laughs> Can I crash there if I'm in the area? <laughs> um, what I'm worried is if it goes into an interaction with another meteor or another little rock in the asteroid belt and then wipes out... Human civilization as we know it, people oh. would dislike me for that. Mm. Like, like, it wouldn't yeah, be here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. People on Earth will really think you're a bit of a cunt after that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, we never got wiped out uh, on uh, Halloween Day, August 31. And the rock that just missed us was discovered only on October. Hey, he has 4. a name. It's Dilrook. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because you're fat. Oh, it's not. <laughs> Speak, well, speaking speaking of planets. <laughs> Did, did, we, did we really nearly get hit by a meteor on, on Halloween? Sure. This Halloween just passed? Yes. Wow. What was it dressed as? Uh, <laughs> was it a slutty zombie nurse? I saw one of those. <laughs> dressed as an asteroid. I'm, I'm going to go on record as saying that's a trick. <laughs> well, it was about 100 metres in diameter. And if it had landed on, if it impacted on land, we'd have to evacuate everybody for 1,000 kilometres around. If it landed in the Pacific Ocean, which by itself is bigger than all the land masses on Earth put together, it would have created a tsunami 100 metres high on the Pacific coast, which means we just have to evacuate to a height of 100 metres. Everybody in South America, Central America, North America, Siberia, Russia, and work your way down through China and into Australia, New Zealand, and the Philippines and Indonesia. Well, if it had have hit in Adelaide when we did the show last week, it wouldn't, have hit, too, wouldn't have hit too many people. So. <laughs> and also, aren't you all glad that it didn't hit so you could come see this live podcast? <laughs> be sitting on a stage. Don't can, suck can, up to Tommy. Can we actually get one fake fact sorted out tonight for Wikipedia? Like, if you wanted one fact about you on Wikipedia to be true, like someone to put it in, what would it be? Mm. One fact to be true? No, no, a fake one. A fake, a fake one? Yeah. Um, it's not a fact in a way. Well... <laughs> What I'd like to have is that uh, being fairly clever at the age of 16, I worked out how to invent the Fosbury flop and won <laughs> the Olympic gold medal. All right. <laughs> you heard him, Dum Dum Club. <laughs> Come on, hive mind. Surely the Fosbury flop was invented by Mr. Fosbury. Yeah. <laughs> or or that, the that, that's, that's my flop. major problem. So, <laughs> it was really cute because until then, everybody thought that if you had to go over a high bar... You know, yeah, you had to go jump, forward. You had to get your whole body over it, including your centre of gravity. And he was the guy who realised your centre of gravity could go anywhere. You only had to get your bits of your body over at a time, so you'd 
fly over it and your centre of gravity would go underneath it mm. and instantly they got a whole extra foot because they measured it in feet in one go. And that could have been me if I'd done my physics properly. <laughs> yeah. I could have got my gold medal in Olympics then. That yeah. will be on your Wikipedia before these people have left this room. I <laughs> Please put it on there for me. And, and, and I pass it on to Mr Fosbury via the internet. Yeah, right. <laughs> so this is my favourite fact about you. and This is a real fact. And I think this will resonate with, with, with people here. So on Dr. Carl's Wikipedia page, it says, After university, the 19-year-old's first job as a physicist was working for a steelworks in his hometown of Wollongong, where he had to test the strength of steel made for use on Melbourne's The Westgate Bridge. <laughs> and, and there's a, unfortunately a true story there. The bridge is inadequate. Yeah. The bridge is inadequate. The steel is It's pretty good inadequate. at one thing. <laughs> <laughs> at the moment... But the first bridge didn't last very long. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's it. Well, that's what it was about. So you, it was under construction at the time. You, it says here that you, you worked on it. It says in brackets, the Westgate Bridge collapsed during construction, but the yeah. fault was found to have occurred due to structural failure, not to the quality of the steel used. No, but the steel is inadequate in quality and it may well fall down. Oh. All right, so you've got two rolls of the dice if you get on the Westgate. Uh... <laughs> They're two separate issues, yeah, but this, I was involved in testing the steel and I told my boss about it and I said the steel is not strong enough in its fatigue life and he said, you know, Carl, I'd like you to go back and check your figures. And I said, okay, so I went back and I checked everything and I said, look, I've checked everything, it's fine. He says, you know, Carl, I want you to go back and check your figures. And so I then asked a friend of mine to go through with it and we, we checked all the figures and I went back a third time and he said, uh, I want you to check your figures. So what he wanted me to do was Check to cover up the fact that the steel had an inadequate fatigue life. Right. There were two, a few problems. One is that the steel was called, we, we, when we were making it at the Steelworks, we called it LY for Lower Yarra. Uh, there were two grades, LY35, LY50. 35 had 35,000 Yeah, no pounds. shit, we're not idiots. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> So there was LY35 for 35,000 pounds per square inch braking strain and LY50, similar. What they did was firstly have this, both steels were made to inadequate strengths and lied about and put into the bridge. Secondly, the uh, paints were, the steels were made at Port Kimberley and sent down to Melbourne. They were identified by being painted with a water-soluble paint. It rained and then the markings came off and they used the high-strength steel in a low-strength application, which is no biggie, and vice versa. No. They used the low-strength steel in a high-strength application. Third problem, when they realised that they'd been doing this for a bit too long, they then got big burly guys with arms the diameter of your waist to go and bang identification... <laughs> We're talking Arnold Schwarzenegger here, to, to bang oh, cool. identification numbers into the steel, <laughs> but the steel was only that thick. And so therefore, the identification marks that they put into the steel, which were permanent, acted as stress raisers and could end up collapsing the bridge one day. I uh, busted my head they, and then I went to New Guinea instead. <laughs> <laughs> well, a happy ending at least, so that's good. <laughs> Can I point out, though, like, yeah. it's just people going to Geelong. No one cares. <laughs> yeah, that's no it. No one cares. He's saying this. People in the crowd are like, oh, my God, you don't live there. Yeah. You're never driving over. What do you give yeah. a shit? I don't know why they keep making it easier to get out of Geelong. <laughs> yeah. 
Wow. <laughs> that is... I've never met someone who's had so much to do with the West Coast. <laughs> <laughs> so good. So, so you reckon it's going to go down? No. <laughs> what I'm reckoning is that it's made that all of the steel in it is of inferior quality and that high strength steel has, low strength steel has been used in a high strength application and that some of the steel has been identified so badly that it has stress raises within the steel. So you reckon it's going to go down? No. <laughs> I can predict an eclipse. I can't predict the bridge going down. Okay. All right. All right. Are we going to get taken out because of releasing this information <laughs> yeah. into the public sphere? Yeah. Is this is is there any impact on us? Like, this information goes out. Is it, does everyone know that it's going to? Everybody in the steelworks knew. Okay. <laughs> well, it'd be nice of them to pass it on to us. But, <laughs> well. I'll ask you a question. Oh, okay, I'll field this one. Okay. <laughs> and, and, and this has an analogue to global warming, right? And big business. Hang on, I just want to. I just want to brand this segment as "Ask Mr. Carl." Yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> slavery. Ask Dr. Shithead. Yeah. <laughs> slavery existed in both uh, the United States and the United Kingdom. Oh yeah, I think I'm good enough to answer this question. Yes. <laughs> and then it was made illegal. And then. Certain people got compensation from the government. Question number one. Was it the slaves themselves, you think, that got compensation? I'm so glad Carly's fielding this one. <laughs> I have a million things I could say on this, but I don't want to be rude. <laughs> All right. No. Correct answer. Qu question number two. Did the slave owners get compensation hmm. for not having people who'd work for them for free. Is this really under your jurisdiction as a scientist? <laughs> <laughs> it's part of the world view. And they, and they did get compensation in the same way... Oh, I was about to answer. <laughs> yeah, before you rudely interrupted. And in the same way, with regard to global warming, our friends in the fossil fuel industry... Having, for example, set up a situation where by the year 2040, one-fifth of the Earth's surface every year will be subject to a heat wave, they will demand compensation. So, so are you comparing slaves to fossil fuel? I'm comparing... I'm, I'm talking about the oh, wow, I've got a amoral behaviour of big business. <laughs> Dill, you shouldn't open your mouth. The amount of methane you're pumping out into the atmosphere. <laughs> That's another misconception. That was in my 23rd book. Most of the methane... No, no, you're right. The methane comes out of the mouth of cows, not out of the bums. He's right, I'm wrong. Good one. <laughs> Doctor got him. Well done. Are you are you considered sacred? <laughs> Milk me and find out. <laughs> <laughs> Well, in oh. India, there are 40,000 gods. Yuck. Who wants to grab onto your samosa? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, as a shameless plug, in my latest book, I do raise the question of if you feed a cow strawberries, will you get strawberry-flavoured milk? And... <laughs> should we find out the question? Well, <laughs> All right, bring you know. up some strawberries. I'll have a crack. <laughs> I know pineapple works a treat. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off, you've never oh, eaten wow. pineapple. You only know that because you tasted it yourself. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, I, 
Hey, you, and there you was can no one out, else you, there. You can find out more in Duroc's new book, Confessions of a Dumb Cunt. So. <laughs> <laughs> 50 Shades of Hate. <laughs> <laughs> I feel really bad about the amount of C word that we've used around you, Dr. Carl. I have to yeah. say, I feel, I feel awful about this. Um, I've worked in the field. I've been a taxi driver. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 was, I was a roadie for Bo Diddley. I'm cool, man. A, a roadie for Bo Diddley? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> no, but you were. No, Carl's old enough to remember Boat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus How God. do I cop shit from a bloke older than me? <laughs> Dr. Carl, any thoughts <laughs> from a scientific perspective? On what particular topic? Well, no, no, I, I love this. So you, you were actually a roadie. You were roadie for a, a lot of music. So you were roadie for Bo Diddley, for Slim Dusty? Uh, once, and uh, for uh, Chuck Berry once, but mainly Bo Diddley. Oh, well. and, and, and a whole lot of bands that didn't make it big, but when Bo Diddley came over, whenever he came over, he would take this band, Wasted Days, as his backup band, and therefore I was a roadie for him. And so we'd go around and go to the Wenty RSL and all sorts of places and set up Clang. and do the gig. All right. Oh, yeah. Actually, people responded to it. <laughs> Love the Wenty RSL. What, what was Chuck Berry like, being a roadie for Chuck Berry? Is there, is... He was... You didn't get to see him, and he was pretty tough and hard and probably mean to people because he'd been a black person in America when black people were discriminated against very strongly. There were two separate parades. He could go on the road and he wasn't allowed to use the bathroom, the all that sort of stuff. So he was pretty mean. Bo was much more laid back. He was talking about, say, you know, if I save up some money, I'll be able to buy the 20 acres of desert beside the bit I've already got in Arizona. He was a really friendly guy. Yeah, right. Um, so... What what was it like backstage? Like th- those guys party pretty hard. Were you were you like fending off groupies? Is that part of your job? Or? <laughs> My role in becoming groupie was to or becoming a roadie was to try and fend hey, off groupies. <laughs> and hang I on, never... hang on, hang on, hang on. Freudian. Let's just get back one. <laughs> yeah, going back one. <laughs> was that was that a Freudian slip? Or was that a... No, it was a misstatement. Uh, right. So I, I was hanging out. I was hanging out to uh, meet groupies and never succeeded. Oh really? Yeah, I failed. Oh, wow. Uh, despite your knowledge of maths. I, I know. <laughs> Go figure. Oh. This is shocking. I'm shocked by this. this shocking information. Have you ever used your knowledge of facts and um, stuff to pick up? Stuff. Like, have your you knowledge of the vocabulary have you, have on dill. U- have you ever used it as a pickup line? You're... Very unsuccessfully every time. <laughs> <laughs> is your... that like Schrodinger's pussy? Ooh. <laughs> The science joke. <laughs> I know. I know Schrodinger's cat. I don't know if science wants to be tarred with that. <laughs> uh, well, what do you reckon? I reckon we're getting just about time to wrap do this we, up. Oh, okay. Or do we? Oh, is it do done? We, do we? we get should we? Close? If people have to go somewhere, we should probably go. <laughs> I, Smooth I, dismount. We really, we really quickly wrote a. Episode of a long-running radio series. Oh no! We have a we have a radio serial that we oh. a little play that we do on this podcast. Would you I like love... to play? We've got a script written. I, I love radio plays. Would you like to be? No, in no, it? no, no, don't, oh, don't, don't, don't call it to a. <laughs> We've got a script for you. Would you be up for oh, doing a part in it? I'd be honoured. All right, folks. A lot of people hate this. <laughs> It's called. It's everyone here kind of knows, but it's called. The show is called Rad Dad. It's a show within this show, and oh it's because God. Carl got asked to do a role in a Target catalogue, <laughs> and the role that they wanted him to play was called Rad Dad. 
Ah. Were you a fit model? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucking, you don't know at all, do you? <laughs> <laughs> All right, what do we got? We don't have the theme music we, we here. Don't even, uh, I don't think we planned far enough to have the theme music. Yeah, we don't music, have the theme, so. but we'll... Uh... Oh. Well, it's Rad Dad here, and I'm here to say I'm just <laughs> ratting around in a Rad Dad way. <laughs> I don't know the rest. Uh... Well, here we are in Sydney, Jenny. I told you I'd reward you if you passed your year eight re- exams, and now I'm about to show you all around the sites of Australia's capital city. Thanks, Rad Dad, but can you take off your neck pillow? We landed in Sydney two days ago. (laughs) (laughs) What else would you want me to do? Take off my bum bag? Don't be silly, Jenny. I mean, what if I wanted to buy you a present up here? Are there any pogs you have your eye on? Are there any new Crash Bandicoot cartridges out? (laughs) Rad Dad, what's it like being back in Sydney for the first time since the 2000 Olympics when you won gold for being a bit of a dumb cunt? (laughs) Do you... The year, the year 2000, wow, that takes me back. That must be almost five years ago. <laughs> anyway, let's go on the first part of our journey today. I'll hail a cab. No, Rad Dad, let's get an Uber. Taxis are so 1996. 1996, then I am definitely getting one. Taxi! Uh, look, I don't like taxi drivers. They're always fat, lazy, smelly idiots who don't know jack shit. Hi, guys! <laughs> Where do you want to go? I'll be your driver. My name is Delric. (laughs) Hi, Delric. Can can I put my luggage in the boat? It's pretty heavy. Well, this guy's only licensed to hold 500 kilos, which means legally I'm not even supposed to get in. (laughs) But fuck it, yeah, put it all in. Thanks, Delric. You know Sydney. Can you take us on a bit of a tour? Yeah, great timing. You guys are from Melbourne, yeah? Well, as you can see, we're going over to the Sydney Harbour Bridge. So make yourself at home and feel free to use it the same way you use your own Burskate Bridge. (laughs) Well, with your fat ass in this cab, I just hope someone's tested the suspension of the steel on this bridge. (laughs) Okay, now just over there are the Triple J Studios. Oh, wow. Think of all the awesome comedians that have come out of there, like American Russo and Will Anderson... And then all the great presenters who aren't comedians who have come out of there, like Tom Ballard. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, hey, there's Dr. Carl over there. He's walking out of there. Hey, Dr. Carl, I've always wanted to ask you some questions. Okay, mate. Now, just by looking at you, let me take a quick guess at some of the answers you're looking for. Yeah, okay. Number one, no, I can't invent you a time machine so you can go back to 1992 to kill the drummer of Jebediah and then wear his skin. (laughs) No, number two, deodorant is not an Illuminati conspiracy, so you should actually use it. (laughs) Uh, And number three, this one's for the taxi driver, cheat days do not help you lose weight. (laughs) See you, lovely people. (laughs) Oh, wow, we've just seen one Sydney radio star and now there's another one. Who is it, Rad Dad? Well, I can't be sure, but it looks exactly like Kyle Sandilands. (laughs) (laughs) 
So it must be Kyle Sanderlands. Uh huh, guys, I'm Kyle. <laughs> I'm the second biggest cunt in the entertainment industry. Hang on, I'm chewing. <laughs> I'm the second biggest cunt that has a name four, with four letter names starting with a K. <laughs> This is strange, but I somehow feel offended by that last <laughs> remark. Okay, Dilrek, turn the engine back on and book us in for a trip back to the Sydney Westgate. One way, please, driver. Alright, Dad! <laughs> I just want to point it out that I... <laughs> I did not write that line about Tom Ballard. Um, <laughs> mainly because he listens and I'm going to have to see him in my fucking hallway and answer questions about it. In a way, I wish you hadn't written it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. That, that brings us to the end of the Little Dum Dum Club for another week. Big round of applause for Dr. Carl, Adam Richard, Derek J. Singer. Dr. Carl's book, Short Back and Science, is available now at all good bookstores. And even those with questionable moral values. Pardon? <laughs> even those with questionable moral values. That's yeah. everyone who listens to this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go and get Dr. Carl's book, awesome. Uh, uh, Adam Richard, what have you got going on? Uh, I'll be at Happy Endings Comedy Club next weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, so pop down in the cross if you like, you know, being stabbed on the way home. <laughs> <laughs> Delrick? Uh, just Twitter, at Delrick J. I put everything there, so, yeah. That, in other words, it. he's not got much. <laughs> Guys at home, thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. See you, mate.